It's the Married with Channels podcast. Hello, I'm Moose. Hi, I'm Jody. We're married. Yep. If channels, we watch, watch them. Watching them. We're watching them with their eyeballs. <laughs> we begin with uh, Andor. Yeah. Um, a the latest entry in the Star Wars canon on Disney Plus, and this show is very much not your typical Star Wars show or movie. Right. So first of all, I. One comment I want to make is I'm having a hard time remembering the name of the show. Really? Yes. I don't know why. That's weird. I know, right? Hmm. It's not difficult. I just. What's I don't your go to? Like, what what comes to mind <laughs> when you're trying to think of the show? Like, indoor or like, I don't know. I was like, Agora. Oh, interesting. I was like, what the heck is this show called? Endor. Isn't there like a planet in the Star Wars canon called Endor? I thought this so. Is, this is Andor. Andor. I don't know. but was, It's funny you brought that up because I was thinking, I think a better name for this would be Cassian, huh. which is the name of Andor. It's his first name. Yeah. Played by Diego Luna. But anyway, this is set in the uh, years leading up to the movie Rogue One, which you haven't seen, but I explained to you what it was, and I think people can Google it. Sure. Basically, it follows uh, Cassian Andor um, and kind of some backstory there. And this show is, like I said, this does not feel like a Star Wars show. And no. That, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that that is kind of different in, in this Star Wars universe because when I was watching it, I kind of forgot I was watching a Star Wars show. It just kind of felt like a, a regular series. It very much, it very much at least from the, the first episode, we've watched, we're about halfway through the third let me play the first few seconds of the first episode of Andor. And it even from like the visuals and the music, I'll tell you what it made me feel. It's dark. There's rain. There's like these neon lights flashing by. There's like this synth kind of music going on. It made me feel very much like Blade Runner. It felt like Blade Runner starting out. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know if that really applies for the for the first three episodes we've watched. It does kind of have feelings like that. But like I said, there's no Jedis. There's no lightsabers. I don't think we've seen one star bla one blaster sure. shot, you know, mm -hmm. um, a little bit um, when the Canari people go to the crashed vehicle. Sure. Um, but... It's its own thing, and it feels like you. if you said, if you told somebody this has nothing to do with Star Wars, you'd be like, okay, that's an interesting show, mm -hmm. and this is kind of cool. Sure. So, I like it. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I, 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 I want to see where it goes. Um, I like some of the, uh, it's created by Tony Gilroy, who's, I respect him. He's done a lot of good stuff, not even Star Wars, I don't think. So I think it's got a good pedigree behind it. All the actors are pretty good. Yeah, I think the acting is pretty good in this one. I feel like it has a very serious vibe. It's not, you know, with the other Star totally. Wars series, there's, you know, some lightheartedness, some humor, some kind of campiness, if you will. And, you know, there's all the different creatures and things like that. And this one just feels more serious and and real it does and i would say this feels like this is star wars for adults yeah um even mandalorian 
kind of is geared towards kids a little bit. Sure. I mean, look, everybody can enjoy Star Wars, whatever age. But right. You can. I don't think there's going to be any action figures sold off of this show. Um, it just seems like it's more for adults. Yeah. And and it's kind of interesting. There's some adult themes in there, like this one guy who's like this corporate climbing do-gooder wants to make his name. Yeah. I don't even know his character's name. No, but he looks like um, Kyle from Twin Peaks, doesn't he? He does a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I think Sergeant Kostek is his name. Yeah, he he looks like Kyle McLaughlin back no. in the day. Cyril Karn, that's the that's the character. I'm Cyril, thinking. yeah. Here he is, like after Andor, you know, is is accosted by these two. They're like security guys employed by a private company that runs this town or whatever, and they are trying to, you know, you know, bully him and maybe shake him down. And he ends up accidentally killing one, and then purposely killing the other one. And so this uh, corporate ladder climbing dude for the private security firm comes to his boss with the details and his boss says i know one of these men crevice it's another reason i wanted to make sure this got the most immediate attention he was a squad commander on four it's obviously fallen a great deal since then he was a sentry corporal here on one no mystery there he's lucky he wasn't killed years ago one of the most unpleasant people i've ever met there's no suspect at this point we have some excellent leads a human with dark features asking about a Canary girl who might have been working in the establishment. Are there no witnesses to the actual crime? It's usually quite busy there. Apparently not. This happened just outside the district at the plaza entrance to the causeway. Yes, There's I know. An intersection I said I know it. Were they robbed? No, sir. Tough case. Bad timing. <laughs> I'm sure that in several days, with the proper resources, I can bring this case to a... Stop! I don't mean just the talking, I mean, stop. Closes the room up. This case appears to bear all the hallmarks of what I like to describe as regrettable misadventure. Sir? Two dedicated Primor employees caught in the sad orbit of heroic calamity. I don't understand. I want you to conjure a suitable accident. But He's essentially telling this guy, like, these are two idiots who were somewhere they shouldn't have been doing stuff, drinking stuff they shouldn't have been in a place that we are trying to swipe under the swipe under the rug. Uh, there was an accident here. Yeah, he's telling him to cover it up. Yeah, cover it up. Move <laughs> Don't on. do your job. Do something different. But uh, it's interesting how, you know, the corporate, uh, you know, the ladder climbing guy versus the establishment, the jaded old establishment, kind of painting the reality picture for him. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not worth anything. Sure. You know, it's unfortunate. But this guy is like, we're going to solve this. Yeah. And then by episode three, he's even got like a whole like recon team to go hunt the guy down. Right. I don't think he's going to let it go or cover it up. <laughs> but it's interesting it's a it's 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 a good show and uh you know there's some beats some moments of star wars in there you got the semi-cute droid b2 emo um you got a couple uh creatures walking around sure um and you know minor little humor notes there's um, a black market for ship parts and things like that so. yeah there's that yeah, yeah. but uh, i like andor yeah i like it too yeah and I would say, watch it. That's right. Moving on to The Outlaw Season 2. 
Um, a little backstory, Stephen Merchant, who created this along with uh, one of the creators of, oh, it's a motorcycle show in FX that was spun off of Sons of Anarchy, uh, Mayans, Mayans MC. Mm -hmm. So they co-created this show, which we've covered before, season yeah. one. Yep. So they finished season one and, um, and he immediately started writing season, season two. And the outlaws, in my opinion, is like one of the better shows out there. Yes. I just find it just so rewarding and interesting. There's no, there's no fat on that bone. You know, it's all lean meat. It's all good stuff. It's funny. It's got some heart. Funny. It's got some heart. There's a little bit of, you know, nail biting here and there. Sure. You got a little, you said funny. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. uh, and it's got Christopher Walken. Yeah. Which is great. You know, I mean, I, and we talked uh, just a moment ago before we started recording how, you know, he keeps referring to uh, Greg as uh, high pockets. Because he's tall. Because he's tall. Yeah, I love it. Give it the high pockets. Yeah. And it's like, okay, did he improv that or was that in the script? And I'm going to tweet at Stephen Merchant and see if I can get an answer on that. But, All right. you know, the Christopher Walken charm is there. He's in his, he's in his like wheelhouse where he's playing this kind of ex-con who has a heart of gold, but is still drawn to his, you know, uh, malicious ways or we'll say criminal doing ways occasionally, but. Yeah. Um, it's just a great character study. You have all these different characters going through their own separate things. And it ends kind of, it ends very well, I think, uh, uh, on season two. Yeah. And um, the, the more satisfied, one of the more satisfying moments was at the end where John, who was in business working for his dad at this parts manufacturing company they own, mm -hmm. got fired by his dad. Mm hmm and uh, his dad visited the house, you know, for dinner to visit, visit the grandkids. He said, and he kept insisting, it's not personal, it's business. Yeah. And at the end of the uh, final episode, we, John, his dad's over. He's about to pour wine and John and his wife tell him. You know, you're welcome to see your grandchildren whenever you want. But um, just so you know. We've spoken to a lawyer. And we're suing you for wrongful dismissal, breach of contract, and workplace bullying. And we are gonna take you for every penny you have. But don't take it personal, Dad, okay? <laughs> it's just business. A great delivery there too, like mm -hmm. that beat after personal, and as, before he says business, great acting on, I forget his name's part, he kind of chokes up a little bit. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to do this, but God damn it, he has to. That actor is Darren Boyd. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It's a great cast. It's great acting. Just all of it is just very well put together. Yeah. And you have some redeeming characters. Uh, Christian, you know, the main drug dealer guy. This In the series, it starts out, he's kind of a dick. Mm -hmm. You know, he's kind of a hard ass. I'm going to, I'm going to turn your sister out type of drug dealer mm -hmm. by the end of season two he's decided he's gonna he's done with that life yeah he wants to make something of himself and all these characters go through changes and it's just a fascinating show and it ends kind of where it should have with mm -hmm. ronnie and ben yep you know they're in love they've 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 bought this food shack on the beach they're on the train to go start that life. Yeah. 
Ronnie goes to get a snack from the snack car on the train and real and just has him pictures herself, you know, behind the counter going, we're out of mustard. <laughs> we don't have mustard. And she's like, that's not the life I want. Right. This is not my dream. This is not my dream. Yeah. And, and, and it ends very famous, not famously, but very uh, on brand for her. Yeah. She's on the outside of the train looking at Ben inside the train. And he looks at her and he kind of knows like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This isn't going to work for her. And then yeah. she steals a couple from behind the back of this, steals a car from behind the back of this couple and just shouts at the top of her lungs as she's hauling ass in a Porsche. Yeah. It's it's interesting to see that character go through that um, evolution. Sure. All of them kind of did. Yeah, like you did. mentioned, they, everybody kind of goes through their own self-transformation and kind of improvements and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, but, it's very good. It is very good. Like you said, funny. Uh, there's no like downtime. It's all like very well put together. Yes. You know, there's no lulls there's not a lot of extra stuff in there either that doesn't really belong you know it all kind of lends itself well to the story just a great entertaining show and i recommend the outlaws it's on prime video yep and uh the only bad thing is it feels like it's done yeah is it done do you know i mean they wrapped up everybody's storyline right they could i guess if they had really good numbers on streaming they could come back find a way sure you could keep going with each character's journey. Maybe they slip up again. Maybe they find themselves in a predicament somehow and yeah. come together again. I don't know. But yeah. No, they, they definitely have this this unit now yeah. where they know each other. They don't have to be working on the community center or anything like that. They no, could just be friends. It's kind of chosen family. You know, they're yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. chosen family. They got thrown into this sticky situation, whether they wanted to be there or not, or whether they contributed to that situation or not. And they found themselves kind of, you know, chosen company over some of their own kind of family members and things like that. So, yeah, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. It actually kind of speaks to when you have to create your own family. Absolutely. Um, You know, John is definitely, he has his family at home with his wife and kids, but, you know. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's about finding new family and, you know, evolving and doing better. Mm-hmm. Finding your true self, maybe. Yeah, Ooh. that too. Sounds so cliche. I but, know, right? But it's true. Um, anything else, my love? No high pockets. <laughs> <laughs> no high pockets. Well, okay. That's going to do it for us. We will be back with more of the podcast, the Married With Channels podcast. We hope you can in- come with us. Because we enjoy you downloading and listening. And give us a good review. Give us five stars. That helps other people discover the show. And, uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Share. Tell your friends. Absolutely. Until then, I am Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you later. Bye.